On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Louis Miller and his new single called Drop on the Leaf, which is actually ready to drop tomorrow, which is kind of exciting that I think we're kind of getting the scoop here of a brand new song that I is already getting a lot of buzz. So welcome to the show, Louis. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Hey, I want to cover a lot of stuff today, but first, um, where did you get this title, Drop on the Leaf? Um, you know, I don't know. I was walking down the street one day and I felt, I was thinking about the lyrics, about the, the hook and the verse and, and just how I felt about the entire song. And, and it just kind of came to me. So I went with it and it, it's not even, I only say it once in the song twice really. Um, but it's not something that is the main part of the song. It's something that I feel throughout the entirety of the song. It's not, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to be kind of subtly in there. It's distorted when spoken about, but it is the main part of the song. These feelings of just feeling like loneliness, but just other things with it, the world, the state of the world, how it impacts you and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. so what is your state of mind right now? Um, you know, with the coronavirus and everything, I find myself a little bit, more depressed than I would usually say that I would be. Um, I find myself separated from a lot of things, less uh, able to, to move around as freely as I'd like. And, you know, it definitely doesn't do best, the best things for my brain, for my psych, my psychology. I have to keep myself busy to, to stay happy. And sometimes I find it hard to do so when you're trapped in kind of like a, (laughs) quarantine life it feels really post-apocalyptic sometimes so well it sounds like you represent a lot of people right now who are also feeling that way so do you hope that this song will reach those people of course of course every every song that i make i want it i want them to appeal to as many people as possible i i think music is one of those things that i hope would heal the world and i tried to make my music geared towards making people feel better and making people understand their own feelings. I understand my own feelings while I'm making the songs themselves. And so if if I'm able to help people, you know, understand what's going on with themselves and even feel better than I, even if I'm doing that with one person, I think I'm succeeding. Mm -hmm. Well, I was listening to some of your back catalog on Spotify, which I Mm -hmm. encourage everyone to do. It's always nice to hear about someone's progression or, you know, what inspires you right now. And it seems like you take a lot of chances in your work. Um, So how do you say that drop on the leaf might differ from, you know, what you put out a year ago? I think that I am just, I'm evolving every day. I, I speak about what's on my mind. And I think before I was a little bit more radicalized, a little bit more, I don't want to say angry, but a little bit more less tempered about what's going on around me, just the politics, everything. And I let that bleed into my music a lot. You know, I also like high paced energy stuff in general, even with drop on a leaf, there's some high paced kind of melodies and flows in it. So I, I kind of try to make sure that I am keeping that up. And my past project has a lot to do with, you know, gym life and up paced motivation, all that stuff is in there. But I think the world is definitely entered into a different 
a different era where this is an era that I've never seen before. My, my parents have never seen before. This is a very, my mom told me it was like a third world country. And I, I was just, that, that hit me in a way that, you know, I, I couldn't, I didn't imagine I would be comparing where I live to a third world country. You know, you see it on TV, you see what it looks like. And we, in a way, have been experiencing some of that. You know, we, we've had a very Americanized, privileged bubble life for all of my life. And now we're kind of experiencing what some other countries have to endure. So it's, it's, it's gained, I've gained a lot of perspective with the coronavirus, if that makes sense. And I think my future music is going to reflect how much perspective I gained. Now, where'd you grow up? So I'm from Queens. Uh, I grew up in Queens. I bounced around a little bit, but Queens is my home, definitely. You know, I was talking with someone yesterday about New York and and how in other parts of the world, you know, the news is so um, sensational, for lack of a better word. And mm-hmm. these news stories coming out, you know, everyone is fleeing New York, which <laughs> you know, I take with a grain of salt, but you know, in you're in Yeah. <laughs> And you're in the thick of it. Do you see that, or is this just the media trying to get us all riled up? In the beginning, I definitely saw it. The streets were empty, and those were the few times that I even looked out to see the streets because, honestly, I wasn't even going outside often. But when I would see the streets, they would be empty. It would be like a ghost town. Um, I used to work in Manhattan a while ago, and Manhattan was a ghost town. It was insane. Um, A lot of my friends that used to live in the different boroughs, not necessarily Queens, but just different boroughs, they have escaped to their <laughs> upstate, you know, lives. They, they, they stopped renting in New York and they've left. So it, I know that it's not just all media sensation. There is perhaps some media sensation involved, but it's really a testimony to the truth and an exaggeration of the truth, if I would say. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of stuff going on and people are just afraid. And so they're, they're acting out, they're acting with that fear. Mm-hmm. Well, it always seemed like, you know, for decades that Queens, you know, wasn't part of the whole, you know, gentrification. There was just still some authenticity. A lot of culture. Yeah. Yeah, culture. And like you were saying, the boroughs, the neighborhoods. But it seems like as things spread out in Manhattan and, you know, the heart of New York, it's so expensive and people start creeping outward that that causes a, you know, a ripple effect and prices go up everywhere. Are you finding that Queens is losing some of its character because of that? Um, I, I don't know if I would say because of this specifically, maybe in like a year I'd be able to tell you, but I noticed that Queens has been losing a lot of its character for a while before the coronavirus even happened. And it's, it's something that I, I can imagine would only increase that uh, because people might be leaving. People who've grown up there might just be retreating. Um, but yeah, I've noticed for a while Queens has been changing and it's been, uh, it's hard to say how much of it is negative and how much of it is positive, but it's just been changing in many different ways very quickly. I know places that I used to go to that would, wouldn't even have any chain restaurants or any, I guess, mainstream places that you can go and eat or do anything. And now they're all, the entire block is stacked with just a whole bunch of mainstream chain places that I guess, I I guess adds value in some ways, but also takes away a lot too. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic. I, 
I think about it every time I go to just, you know, Jamaica Ave or any place. It's just, it's, it's very different than it was when I was a kid. Well, let's talk a little bit about just the whole rap and hip hop legacy in Queens. You know, who are, who are the people from Queens that really inspired you and with their music? From Queens, I would have to say, you know, Nicki Minaj, honestly. I, I, I also went to the same school that she went to, LaGuardia. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. So LaGuardia is my high school, and she also went there. And she's also, you know, she, she was raised in Queens. Um, and I think Queens has one of the most broad and diverse characters out of all the boroughs. Seriously. Like, I, I pride myself in how versatile I am with my music. But honestly, a lot of that comes from where I come from. Queens is, is very, you know, you got, your, you got your Latinos, you got your Asians. Everybody living right on top of each other, absorbing all the culture of everyone around them. And, you know, you don't really get it like that in other boroughs. Queens is such a gem, and people don't really know about it people sleep on queens a lot but it's it 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 raised me and it made me who i am you know my family queens everything is just it makes me such a diverse person it makes me such a open-minded person it opens me up to different realities that other people might not be able to see or have the privilege of seeing and stuff so i love the fact that i'm from queens well it seems like being from queens the bars raised high because, like you said, people <laughs> like you know, Nicki Minaj from the neighborhood and just other people who broke through there. When you first started, did you feel pressure? Like, uh-oh, you know, I better be really good right off the bat. Uh, no, I didn't really think about that. I don't, I don't know. That didn't come into my mind. <laughs> I never thought about <laughs> following a legacy. I always thought about doing what I wanted to do and and being true to that. And, you know, once once you have that, I don't really think things can intimidate you. Um, you know, I think one, I think get intimidated when they try to do things that may not feel natural or do things that they're being forced to do. But personally, this this has always been an outlet for me to express myself in ways that I wasn't able to do other ways. So I've been, I've been blessed with making music, seriously. Um, I've never felt intimidated by it. I've never felt intimidated by the culture. I maybe call me deluded, but <laughs> sometimes it takes a delusional <laughs> mind to to prosper. So hey, but you also think it's the flip side that you're better because you're surrounded by by good people. Like, and, and one thing that I I talk to people about is sure there's competition, but there's also camaraderie. And I'm wondering, like, when you first started, did anyone take you under their wing or did anyone say, hey, you know, we, we want to help the newcomers out? Um, I don't necessarily know if if I've experienced that. I don't know if I'm far enough in my career to really see that so much. To, you know, people just coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, let me let me take you under my wing, stuff like that. I've been doing everything mostly myself. Like, I produce mix, master, write, and record everything all myself with my own home-built studio. So a lot of my work and a lot of my success has been just from me creating these ideas and bringing them through fruition with nothing else other than my sheer will to do so. And honestly, it's, it's, it's amazing, but also it's, 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 that, that part can be a little lonely, just having to do everything yourself. Down the mm-hmm. line, I do want to be able to outsource and find other people. It's always my dream to work with. It's always been my dream to work with as many people as I can, 
Um, and honestly, I want to, I want to work with some producers so that I can maybe just make some more records and, and add different perspectives into them. Cause you know, when, when you, when you're just making your own stuff, it's only your perspective. And music is one of those things that a lot of perspectives usually, usually enhance the idea that's brought out. You know, a lot of songs are usually passed to different people made by different people, different producer, different rapper, sometimes even different writers. And I'm doing all three myself. So it, it would be, it would be an amazing experience for me to, 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 to work with other people in that way and to have people come out and, and, and work with me. Cause that's, it's, that's a dream come true by itself too. Well, at least this style prepared you for the quarantine. So you weren't dependent <laughs> on other people. So yeah, maybe that was yeah. good for now. But yeah. what I'm curious, are you just itching to perform Drop on the Leaf live? I would want it to be a, a set that's intimate rather than explosive. Um, J. Cole would, uh, J. Cole is probably someone I, that comes to mind when I think of that song um, and his performance style specifically because it's so intimate, it's so personal, it's so, it's less like look at me and look how big and talented I am and more so authentic and it has it has so much value in every word he's saying and personally i i would want it to be something intimate like maybe even like a sit down stool kind of performance where the crowd is just feeling the feelings that you're having everyone is just empathizing with each other in different ways um i would love to perform that song when whenever things open up and i can start getting going i would that song would be an amazing song to perform um yeah well help me clear something up here Mm-hmm. Because you've got a, an amazing vocal style, you're very good at, you know, the Thank rapid fire rapping style, which you know is still very popular. I, I don't even know what you would call that as a subgenre. Just the the opposite of of mumble, mumbling. It's the the rapid it's fire. It's very style. articulate. Yeah, very, very articulate, very fast. I, yeah, I don't know, maybe conscious rap. Conscious, I maybe I can call in a way, but yeah, it, it's I don't know how to shotgun rap. Either. It's like it's like <laughs> you know these these words, syllables coming out just rapid fire, just pow 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 pow. And when I I remember the first time I heard that, you know, years ago, I thought, wow, is this person doing this in real time, or did they record it and just or is it like a it setup up? kind of thing? Yeah. So what, know, what's the mystery that. behind that? Um. So personally, Buster Rhymes is one of my main main uh, influences when it comes to rap. And I don't think I would even be rapping if Buster Rhymes didn't exist. Because I don't know, I, I must have been in like middle school, but his song with Chris Brown and, and Lil Wayne came out. It was um, Look At Me Now, right? And his mm-hmm. verse on that song, I would practice. I would practice over and over and over and over and over again until I get it right. And it was it became like a pride thing. Like I need to be able to rap this. I don't know why, because at that time I wasn't even really rapping. I was more so singing, but I needed to, I needed to get it right. I needed those syllables to come out. I needed to be able to do it. And that laid the groundwork for my ability when I started rapping later in life. It, it was, it's how, it's where my, my rapping tendencies went. And so he is a major, major influence to me, Buster Rhymes specifically. You know, of course you have others like Twista. I even mentioned Nicki Minaj. She's a, she's fast, conscious writers as well you know you have Mm -hmm. so many people who do it but it's just another tool that someone can use to get their experience out there and get their perception out there 
perspective out there. And so it's just like, it's just like something that I gravitate towards because of just who influences me. Mm -hmm. Well, it does grab your attention and I'm always at war with, you know, listening to the technique and then trying to listen to the words at the same time because they're Mm -hmm. both, you know, two big things happening at once. So that's why you kind of have to listen to these songs over and over, you know, after you get, you know, past this technique and you think, wow, then you start yeah. to listen to the lyrics and think there's a lot of meaning packed into this. Yeah. I personally, every time I hear a song, I don't hear the lyrics until maybe my third listen. And that's even if, that's even if the lyrics are slow and, and not completely fast and up-tempo and, and aggressive. And that's because I want to absorb the feeling of the song first. I think the feeling of the song is very important to, to whether I'm going to keep listening to it or not. Maybe some words will stick out here and there, but I don't actually listen to the, to the lyrics until the song has captured me. And then after that, you know, five, six times, I have a more complete understanding of what they may have intended writing this song, you know, and my, whatever that is. So, yeah, I encourage anyone to just feel it before you listen to the words. Feel, feel what my tone implies. Feel my voice does and when it breaks and if it's breaking and those different things, because those are more, those can be more important than the lyrics sometimes. Of course, I put a lot of time into my lyrics. My lyrics are, it's a whole different art form than just the arrangement itself of the piece and the rhythmic arrangement as well. So it, it, a lot of these have so many components that go into each other and it, it really, you really got to just feel it, feel it. Feeling it is the most important thing. Well, you haven't been in the biz quite as long as Buster Rhymes, but you're working on it. <laughs> but during this, you know, time you have been recording, do you think you are developing a unique style? Is there like a Louis Miller sound yet? You know, I, I have my own influences, but I don't think there's really anyone like me. There's no one really like me that I've that I've heard who who is as versatile and as wide range as I am. Um, and I want to stick with that. I, I think that people kind of get boxed into whatever they think will make them money. Like this, this record got this many fans. So I'm just going to do this record over and over and over again in different ways. And then you find people that actually lose their artistry because they're appealing to, to one sound. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to get into that. I, I didn't join. I didn't become an artist because I want to make a crap ton of money. Um, you know, I, if I wanted to make a crap ton of money, I probably would have chosen a different career, honestly. <laughs> but I got, I, I'm an artist because it, it's, a, it's a dream to be able to express myself and to feed myself with that expression. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also an actor. I also do a lot of other things. Um, and so expression is just extremely important to me. And so I want to continue to be as versatile and as wide range as I can. I, I want to do things that that scare me. I want to. I want to get in the booth, listen to myself, and hate it, and then develop the ability to actually do that again and then like it. Um, because that's growth. Growth is not being able to do something and then pushing yourself then to be able to do it. And that's just who I am as a person and who I am as an artist. So I, that will definitely reflect in everything that I make. Where do you see rap and hip hop going right now? It's so popular. It's so you know dominates radio mm-hmm. but with that with that success 
Where where would you like to see it go that's maybe not so commercial? Um, I've thought about this before, but I would love to localize music. Localize music in that, you know, it's 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 not about the hit that everyone knows, but maybe about the hit that everyone in that town knows. And so you have more conversation about local artists. We give a lot of power to these mainstream artists and mainstream labels in general. And honestly, honestly, I would love to give more power to just independent people in their towns, in their hometowns, whether it be a giant hometown, small hometown, anything, just giving more power to them um, so that they can have the freedom and ability to actually stay true to who they are. Because a lot of times, you know, people sell out whether it's whether it's them selling out for money, whether it's them selling out for acceptance into a label, anything. It's just when you sell out, you lose some of your artistry, and I truly believe that. And if I ever sign anything, it would be in a way where I don't feel like I would be selling out, um, you know, losing losing my, my authenticity. My authenticity always comes first. And I shout out to, like, J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar and a lot of different people that remain extremely them while they are mainstream it's it's so hard to do because you want to appeal to a mainstream crowd and you want it to be received well so you kind of start taking away from what you might have wanted and giving them what they want and honestly i don't want to get into that habit personally personally what is it with current and hip-hop that you either don't like or you would like to see change I don't like. You don't, people... have, to, you don't have to name names or. <laughs> no, yeah, I, <laughs> or name I'm, I'm going to try and come. <laughs> the trends. Um, what are the like trends people's... you like? To... I don't like people's need, or I guess they're flaunting in choosing to be an artist just for money. Um, and that's become a that's become a constant, a constant thing I've been seeing. There's a lot of other things too, like. You know, I guess it not really being so much about the artists, it being more about businesses and personally artists get taken advantage in some ways. I, I see many different sides of these, but going back to the idea, I don't like artists flaunting just being in it for money because what it does is it actually erodes the entire point, I think, of being an artist. You know, artistry should be about self-expression at its core. And what what happens is, you know, people choose the fame and the fortune and the money and they kind of let the artistry die. And I've seen many different people lose that, lose good artistry to to just, I guess, whatever they think people want them to be. And it's a shame. It's a, it's a shame. It's, we have a, a bandwagon type of, personality in all of us and we have to constantly weigh our own wants versus the wants of those around us and our own opinions versus the opinions around us and it's just how we go through life but I I'm just not a fan of when people are so I'm in this for the money and money is why I'm here money should be the thing that follows you you shouldn't be following the money and I I, that's just how I think about it Uh, maybe I'm not Maybe, maybe you know, two years down the line, I'll be like, wow, I understand what they're going through. Because you know what? I Everyone's ignorant to another person's perspective. So maybe down the line, I'll be like, wow, I understand why that's happening. But right now, I definitely don't see 
I definitely don't see it as a good thing in any means. Mm -hmm. So over the past year, what, what song or songs have just really grabbed you? What's like, you go, wow, I wish I would have made that. Um, I actually heard this song. I think, I think it was a, um, I think it's called what you did. And it, it's a song by Mahalia and element. And I, it, it's a, it's a, um, it's a sample from, from a Cameron song, but that song, the, the way that it's produced, the arrangement, I love it. I, I'm, I'm in love with it. it. It's such a good, the way predict, specifically how it's produced and, and certain aspects of it. Um, it, it really just, it really just gets me going. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Latino music too. Like, uh, I've been getting into Bad Bunny and, and, and just other Latino artists, you know, Spanish is something I'm learning. So it's something important to me and the music and how, how more in touch the Latino culture is with the feelings and, and, and the authenticity of how songs make you feel. I think, I think I, I really, I really appreciate because it's something that I feel waning in our own, our own music these days. Um, shout out to Doja Cat too. She dropped a, a really dope project. Um, and I, I've been following her for a minute, but that project really stuck out to me. The one that she just dropped. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really, she's, she's, she's a dope artist. Um, I look up to her in different ways. I, you know, so yeah, I mean, every, every, every uh, person kind of speaks to me in different ways, but you know, those, those few things I, I think remain in my head mostly. And who would be your dream artist to collaborate with? My dream artist to collaborate with. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. I feel like I have to split myself up because as a singer, it would be someone different than it would be if, if I'm rapping. And I feel like I, I split myself in many different ways. Um, as a singer, honestly, I would love to do a duet with Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. She has one of the most vocally pleasing, vocally technic like the technically perfect voice I've seen in so many, so many years. Um, you know, since she's been on Victorious and different things, like I've always been a fan of her singing style because it's something that. I draw from too. Uh, Mariah Carey, like Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, these are people that she clearly has taken from and clearly influences her. And those people have influenced me too. And so I think we have similar values when it comes to certain things in singing. And so I would love to just share a stage with her. That would be a freaking dream come true. Holy crap. <laughs> as a singer, as a singer, as a singer, um, as a rapper, I would love Hmm. You know what? I would love to. I would love to to rap with Jonah Lucas. Okay. Jonah Lucas is dope. He he has a similar conscious style um, that we were talking about before, and he is an artist that I don't think mainstream really eats up so much, and he doesn't change because of that. He doesn't say, "Okay, I have to now be a different person because I'm not extremely mainstream all the time." Um, he actually sticks to what he excels at as a rapper. So I, I would love to work with him. Logic, too. I, I know Logic retired recently, 
Um, but Logic is another one of those people who even I, dis- I disagree with sometimes, but his, the fact that he's even saying something on the record that's that deep to where I can even debate on whether I agree with or not, I think is so dope. I think it's so dope, and they're done so well. Um, those are two people that I would love to work with. Mm-hmm. How about acting-wise? Um, sounds like you're pursuing that as well. What, what kind of acting projects would you like to venture into? I you know, film and film and movies I would love to be in. Um artists like Jamie Foxx who's an all around kind of triple threat. You know, he's had he has the singing, the acting, the everything. He's he's mm-hmm. he's in everywhere. Um Donald Glover too. People like those. People like those people I look up to extremely because they have the acting, they have the artistry. They Donald Glover even does comedic. Uh, he he's a he's a comedian sometimes. He creates movies and he's act and he acts in those two. He creates shows and he acts in those two. It's it's so inspirational to see people do those things. Um, and those are the type of lives that I see myself following. I see myself doing as well. Um, and it all starts somewhere. It all starts with expressing something and, and being true to yourself in some ways. And and you know I I want to be able to do stuff like that too. Now, did you make a video for Drop on the Leaf? No, I haven't. I haven't made a video. Um, I was supposed to make a video a, a few months ago, but the coronavirus definitely delayed my ability to do so. I think I'm going to try to make a video from some of my upcoming songs in October. Um, and that will be so that will be dope. That'll be dope because I have some really cool stuff coming out soon. Um, high energy rap stuff, but also some some personal singing stuff too and you know i i mix those genres with styles of performing too so singing doing things that are high tempo singing stuff and rapping on a, on a more personal slow feeling level uh, yeah because in a music video i mean some people just perform the song but some people also do a lot of acting they really you know have more um scenes where they're not singing or they just, you know, develop a storyline in a video. Is, are those yeah, the every types song of videos that, I, that you want to do? Yeah. Every, every song that I have, I write a video to it. Every single song that I've ever written and completed, I have a video in my head about what it would look like. Um, and I think that's important too. It, it creates a vision for what you're actually talking about in the song. Um, so every song that I have, I have, videos outlined for and of course i can't make videos for all of them um but yeah i I would love to put my acting and artistry into those videos i'm so excited about how things would look um i have dreams about certain songs that i've made where i see myself in a video version of that song and i'm just doing different things and tackling different problems that i see in the world and and exploring different things um yeah, video. I, I can't wait to start making more videos because I can put more of my acting, my acting into it, my myself into it. And I, I would describe really any artist as a, a, like a person who writes their own monologues. You know, when I rap, I write these raps myself. But as I'm performing them, it's a performance. I don't, I don't have those emotions before I touch to bring those emotions up to me, so that the mic can believe what I'm saying so that the people can believe what I'm saying so that I can believe what I'm saying. Um, 
And so it's all acting. It's, there's a reason why Nicki Minaj was a drama major in LaGuardia, and now she's a rapper. That all comes with the artistry, the character, your ability to create these characters and bring them to life. Um, so, yeah, shout out to her again. But, yeah, definitely, definitely I want to put a lot of acting into my videos. Now, in your music videos, do you shoot them in Queens? Do you use your neighborhood as a backdrop? Is that something where you want, you know, Queens to be, you know, a big part of that music video world? Yes and no. Yes and no. I, I see videos as more of a reflection as to where you want to be as opposed to where you currently are. And I want to see the world. I want to explore the world. I want to see every crevice of the world that exists before I leave it. Um, so I, I would use videos as an excuse to just explore what's around me and things that I don't know anything about and, and, and put my own understanding about certain things into them because I think it's important to, well, we, I mean, we already do it. We draw from all cultures and cultures draw from us. It's, it's how just the mixing pot of America works. Um, so I would love to just go far, go long and far. Um, earlier, I will be doing most of it in Queens and, you know, Manhattan, just around New York. But I want to be able to shoot in London, shoot in Paris, shoot in Bangkok, just any any place and just, you know, have it, have the, the vision that I have come to fruition. Well, we're going to wrap up with a few questions here, but before we do that, I want to make sure that people know where to learn more about you and find your music online. So my Instagram is Louis T. Mill, L-O-U-I-S-T-M-I-L-L. And there it has all of my, all of my links to all of my different ways of streaming my music, different links to my other social medias, um, yeah, my Spotify, Louis Miller, Apple Music, Louis Miller, all of it, L-O-U-I-S-M-I-L-L-E-R. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 Louis Miller, Drop on a Leaf, comes out tomorrow. So you can search that specifically tomorrow. Um, and my Instagram, I have a fan link account linking to my, linking to my, uh, my social. So, yeah, you just click on that, and it'll bring you right to it, and you'll be able to listen to anything that you would love to listen to. I would recommend listening to Boy Genius in the Gym while you're working out, it is a high paced project that I made and that's purposely done. You know, I want it to get your blood flowing. I want it to get you thinking. I want it to get you even angry. If you don't agree with what I'm saying, I want it to make you feel something that you haven't felt before. So that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Well, you did something really interesting for the release of drop on the leaf on the site. You had like the, the clock ticking down second by second until you know, the debut, were you running a, a promotion for your fans along with that? Yeah, that was, um, that was a, that was a little promotion I was doing. Um, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Nice. So does that mean like at midnight tonight, is that like the official release? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, it'll drop the stroke of midnight <laughs> and then we'll see it on all those platforms and Spotify and all that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So it's just on the radio currently, but it will be on Spotify and all across all platforms tonight, 12 p.m. Excellent. See, that might be a good reason for people to, they can binge watch Netflix until 10 <laughs> minutes to midnight and then 
turn it on and listen to it, you know, on Spotify. So, yeah. Well, hey, um, you know, since we've got a tiny bit of time left, um, I want to make it matter for you. It sounds like, you know, you've got a lot going on right now. It sounds like the world's got a lot going on right now. But I just wanted to get, you know, your take on, you know, from Queens, uh, from New York, from what's happened in your part of the country, um, just what's the whole tone out there in Queens, you know, in both your world, um, you know, the music world, just people in general, you know, despite, you know, the press saying everyone's fleeing New York, you know, what's some of the good you've been seeing and, and what kind of, you know, hope do you have for, for your, for your neighborhood, for Queens? I've seen personally that me and my family have, have come together in ways that we weren't able to come together before. I think with every bad thing that happens, there is a caveat to it. And one can make, one can use them to turn their situation into a better one if they, if they choose to. Um, you know, we, we were stuck in the house with each other for a while because I, I left Manhattan and kind of just went and lived with some family for a little bit. And we were so close. We're closer than we've ever been. I'm closer to people that, you know, I grew up with just, I lost touch with because of my busy life. And sometimes we forget how important it is to just re stay in touch with people that have brought you up as a kid, people who directly influenced you as a kid. You, it reminds you of who you are in some ways. Um, and so I, I, encourage everyone to just make sure they're they're doing the best to build some of the bridges that were broken before and to be true to who they are and 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 what they want and to just use everything that happens that may be bad to just better yourself in the future um that's that's the the only advice that i think matters at this time you know you just have to turn every situation that isn't good into the into one that can be good for you um you know my my family's everything and hopefully going forward we can remain with with the closest that we've gathered with the coronavirus um Mm -hmm. yeah i I hope the same for every family that exists around the world that has been affected by the coronavirus that you know in their isolation have been able to come closer with each other um disconnect with facebook sometimes put it down just have a nice movie night with your family or even just cook and sit at the dinner table and talk because sometimes that doesn't happen for months and it's more important than I ever thought it was. So I would say that. Mm-hmm. All right. Final question. Since I take it, you, you like to travel and I felt inspired when you said, you know, you wanted to make music videos all around the world. So when the <laughs> yeah. quarantines lifted we get to travel internationally. Where would be your dream location to shoot a video, and 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 what would that video look like to you? Japan. Um, Japan. I would want to shoot in Japan, specifically Tokyo. And yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure that's like a really popular place. But in high school and even a little college, I, I spoke, I learned some Japanese. I took some Japanese classes, and you know, the culture is just so different than what I'm used to. And that difference makes me inspired. It inspires me to, to, to just learn more about it. And I've learned more about it with certain things. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd, you know, I watch anime. 
um, watched anime mm-hmm. all my life pretty much. <laughs> um, so he just closer to something that gives me a little bit more joy. I would love to, to have, I would love to shoot a video in full anime style. Imagine like, imagine, uh, you know, you know, have you seen Kill Bill, the part where it turns into like a cartoon and it, there's like a, she's getting revenge for the person that killed her father. And so she, she is now an animated person that is the sword fighting and all of it. It was really gory, but it was well done. Um, I would love to have a video where in the middle, it just, we all turn into anime figures and we're doing whatever we have to do in that time. And, but in an, a complete anime style, it's just, it's so, it, it would be so dope for me to do that. And I would, I would do it in Tokyo. I would hire people from Tokyo to like direct certain things because certainly their vision for certain things could be more authentic than mine. Um, but I would love to, I would love to go to Tokyo, Tokyo. Um, if not Tokyo, like Barcelona, um, cause I'm also learning mm-hmm. Spanish. So I would love to explore that, that cultural side too. And, and it is a little different than mine as well. So yeah, I have some, I have some big plans. Well, you sound very ambitious and well, the kill bill just made me think, wouldn't Quentin Tarantino be a great director for one of your videos? If I can afford him, <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll listen. He'll drop on the leaf, and he'll just volunteer, saying, "Hey, I, I want to be part of Louis Miller's little world out here." Wow, that would, that would be that would be extremely wow. Wow would be the word I would describe it as. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, um, I just want to say you're you inspired me, and I'm. I don't know if I'll stay all the way up till midnight tonight. I might have to wait and listen to it tomorrow morning, but I'm definitely going to be out there uh, on day one listening to Drop on the Leaf and just, you know, staying, you know, posted on your whole career as things unfold going into 2021. So I just uh, predict big right, things for you. So you and yeah, I just really appreciate you sharing your stories with us. I appreciate you having me. Just uh, definitely follow me on Spotify if you want to be notified when these things do drop because I think it notifies followers that, hey, like the person that you're following just dropped this thing today. So, yeah, definitely, you know, stay tuned on Spotify for that. Um, Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you bet. And I just know I'm going to see you in a Japanese anime music video someday. I'm ready. I'll be a samurai. 